0: Are you ready? Because break is ready! Let's go! I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and with me are two fine, upstanding gentlemen. The first reminds us all of an old rotary phone with a cord. He gets a little twisted once in a while. A lot of young people don't totally get him and how he works, but they do know he was really cool and useful back in the day. It's Scott Blakemore. And in studio with us today, he's like a jazz saxophone. He's cool. He's smooth. He makes the ladies melt. He's one hep cat who has the chops to take on anything you throw at him. He's the cat's meow. Dig me? It's Joe Krupper.
1: <laughs> wow. That, I like that introduction. That was great. Hey, it's good to be with everyone. Email address is breakisready at gmail.com. We love to get the suggestions, the comments, the questions, the compliments even. So send those
2: in. We'd love to read those. We did get a little bit of feedback. One thing I could mention, well, two things, actually. Someone pointed out that National Country Music Day that we thought might be for the U.S. Sure enough, they have country music in Australia, Brazil, I think. And there was one other country. I don't remember what they said. I'm sorry. But apparently country music is a hit all over the world. So we were corrected on that. Second thing was when we did our top 10 hits, someone let us know that they thought Tony Basil had more than one hit. And I had to remind the listener that the criteria was that it had to be a top 40 hit. And she only had one top 40 hit, Mickey.
0: And I That's... couldn't even tell you, I would have no idea what she sang other than Mickey. Right. So I think we're right. We're right. We're <laughs> right. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, right. we're right. Well, except, mostly.
2: Except for when you pick Frankenstein <laughs> actors from 1931.
0: And we don't even want to talk about that. Okay. What's in the past is in the past.
2: Okay, leave it alone.
0: Oh, yeah. And Scott, tell me... I know the one thing that we have gotten a lot of questions about, and com, uh, really compliments, is your snake story. right? I've heard a lot of compliments Tell us more about that snake and whatever happened to that snake. How's he doing today?
2: Why are we getting compliments? That was scary.
0: It was a little scary, but people were really intrigued by that. I yeah. think because it almost seems not likely. Like that just couldn't happen.
2: Yeah, you'd, you'd like to think it was a nightmare. You wake up and it's it's gone. Right? right. No, the snake is alive and well. I think my son is getting to the point where he'd like to get rid of it. So if anybody's interested in a Houdini snake... Let us know. We're, we're happy to let Houdini, it's not his name. I think his name's Bruce. But Houdini the snake, Houdini Bruce, Bruce Houdini, that's what it is. Bruce Houdini, uh-huh. the snake, is available if someone would like to purchase or adopt him. So they can email the show, breakisready at gmail.com. I love that. And we, are, we might put something together to allow you to adopt the snake.
0: But he's in, good, he's in good spirits right yeah, now. Yeah, he's
2: living in a box.
0: Right? With dreams of one day escaping again. He knows what the outside world looks like. He <laughs> likes it, and he's probably going there again. Yeah, once mm-hmm. you get
1: that taste of freedom, you don't want to go back, right? <laughs> Amen. Hey, I have uh, today's word of the day. Are you guys ready for today's word of the day? Let's hear it. I'm curious if you know, if you've heard this word, I think you may have heard the word, but if you know what it means, all right? The word is, it's a noun, maelstrom.
0: Mail Absolutely. It's like when you are moving in the car, you suddenly stop and everything in the back of your car just flies onto the floor and gets destroyed. It's an utter mess. Chaos.
1: You know, that never happens to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just a huge,
1: huge storm. It's a little bit of that. Yeah. That's It's pretty close. Scott, you have any guesses?
2: I was going to say chaos or disturbance or something.
1: So this one I thought was interesting. So it It originated, so a maelstrom is a powerful, often violent whirlpool. It's like a whirlpool in the ocean, for example, that sucks in objects within a given radius. But it's really used more often as a way to refer to a situation resembling that turbulence. There's a lot of confusing activities going on or confusing emotions. Like the example, he was caught in a maelstrom of emotions at the news he received on the phone. So a maelstrom of emotions. That's kind of how that's used often. And I think I've heard that word before, but I really didn't know what that meant. You spell it M-A-E-L-strom, S-T-R-O-M.
0: There you go. Maelstrom. We have coming up Area Code Day. Can you you have a day for area codes? Area Code Day. I think you need it. We don't use area codes too much anymore.
2: We don't think about them, that's for sure. A little history on area codes, though. Area codes started out because of a rotary dial, areas that had more populous areas more dense would have area codes that started with lower numbers so the dial didn't have to turn as far to dial a phone number so they figured people who live with a lot of people shouldn't have to spend so much time dialing their phone number so if you can think back to michigan because that's where we are we had 313 which was detroit for the most part 517 that was pretty much up the middle of the state caught bay city a little bit the thumb area then we had 616 which was the west side of the state later or more recently they added 906, which was the UP, right? So there are four area codes. And guys, for a long time, that's all we needed in Michigan. That's what I remember. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And we're still one of the original because we're in 517. How many area codes do you think we have today? In Michigan? In Michigan. I'm going to say seven.
0: There you go. Seven. 12. Really? We have 12
2: area codes. And there's a 13th that's been assigned to Michigan, but they haven't figured out where they're going to put it. Wow. This is a very good day also.
0: Yes, it is. Unrelated
2: to Area Code Day. Yeah. American Football Day. Oh, Ooh, let's now, go. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking my passion. The show just got longer. <laughs> I have a feeling the show just got longer. So American Football Day.
0: Joe, tell me this. As sure. you think about football, what made you a football fan? Is there one play or one player I, that really made you go, man, this is this is cool. What do you remember first?
1: I think one of the my very first memories of football or you know really bec- made me become a football fan was in nineteen. 19- Something, something. A little while ago. I can tell you the year, but it makes me sound kind of old. Oh, not as old as you guys, of course. So it was the 1987 season. Washington Redskins. I think it was the playoffs. It was Walter Payton's last game. But I remember that play, that game. Daryl Green caught a punt return and hurdled a guy to score the game-winning touchdown.
0: Oh, that's and cool. And it was amazing. Yep. And
1: I was like, that's so great. And my best friend at the time was a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it kind of added to that rivalry and just that fun, funness of it. So I think that's kind of really what drove it home.
0: That's cool. I remember Monday Night Football being really cool because there weren't primetime games. It was really just Sunday afternoon. And then Monday Night Football, I remember just being, even in school, so excited to go home and watch a game under the lights. And it was just special. It was really, really cool. And there was always, they had their own unique theme song, and it just got you juiced up to watch this, this one special game. That was pretty cool for me.
1: Great theme song. I think you should sing it for sometime.
0: Dun 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 dun. That gets
1: your attention. I that's great. Love it. It pumps you up.
0: I think football has really dominated maybe all but one night of the week now. If you take into account major college, professional football, it's maybe all but what a Wednesday night. Yeah, where you don't have a game on to watch. It's just dominated. You know, and you put football any game generally, even a bad game up against most anything else, football is always going to get better ratings. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's ballooned even in the last 10, 20 years. It just keeps growing. It's,
2: it's amazing. Do you think that's because of fantasy football?
1: I was gonna say, I think that's a big part of it. NFL was super smart to embrace that, even though it was kind of on the edge of gambling back when NFL was anti-gambling. Of course, they're not so much now, but I think they really embraced that. And that really just, just ballooned. I mean, it just took off. People are interested in watching football just to see how their players are doing.
2: I would say, though, when, I, when you got me into playing fantasy football, it did bring the game to a new level of excitement and entertainment because you're rooting for different teams. You're rooting for different players. You know, if, if your players are playing, you want your team to do well. And that's really been kind of fun. And it's actually. fun. And it's really just a good way to stay connected with a bunch of guy friends, you know, from college. And Now, let's talk about gambling on NFL games. I don't know what that means. Do you think that's changed the game at all? <laughs> I know it's changed your pocketbook, but has it changed
1: the game? <laughs> Those are just rumors. I, I, I think a little bit. I mean, you know, I don't think to the extent maybe as, as much as fantasy football, but um, I think for sure it's definitely, especially, especially as gambling is becoming more readily available, like online with apps and that kind of thing. By, you know, depending on the state, of course, Michigan has now that accepted or now is
2: legal. I think it's changed all sports because you can gamble on all of it everything. everything. It's amazing
1: the things that are listed. Every sport, every single little thing. I mean, who scores the first touchdown, you know, you can gamble on that. Just all kinds of things. It's amazing. And you can combine,
2: you know, bets and it's a good way to lose money. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Who's your favorite player real quick? Of all time, who is someone that you look at and go, "They're one of my favorite players."
0: Yeah, growing ever. up, it really he was a guy that got me excited about football was Terry Bradshaw. I had a Terry Bradshaw mm. jersey and I just I loved everything about the Steelers. They were they were tough and they just they were they were good at the time. You know, I remember the immaculate reception with Franco Harris and it was just this iconic NFL play that when the NFL was introducing games and showing highlights, it was always this play that they showed and it was just so cool. Actually happened 2 days before I was born. December 23rd, 1972. So I think I was destined to be a Steelers fan when I was a little mm-hmm. guy. So Terry Bradshaw did it for me. He was just really cool at that moment.
1: Was Joe, was Joe Theismann on your list
0: any, anywhere? Joe Theismann, at the time he was winning Super Bowls, right. I thought he was pretty cool. He okay. was larger than life. Of course, you, we, we got to meet met, him.
1: You met Joe Theismann. You have a picture with Joe Theismann. Yeah, we got, got to meet him.
0: Now. We are friends. We got to meet earlier this year, and that really was surreal. Yeah, to be Chris able to meet, meet a guy who you've watched as a child, just realize he's just a normal dude was pretty cool.
2: And to think Phil Robertson could have been Terry Bradshaw.
0: Oh, right. I forgot I about mean, that story. I
2: don't know if he ever would have become Terry Bradshaw, but he had the chance, right? Yeah, it's an
1: interesting story. My f- my favorite football player of all time, growing up for sure, it was Daryl Green, who I just mentioned. That was my f- first memory, in essence, uh, how what got me interested in football. But he was
2: the fastest man in the NFL for a long time. He always won those races. Peyton Manning. Oh, I just yeah. I'm I'm, I'm cuz I haven't really been into football for a long time. I, mean, I remember Barry Sanders, I remember some of those players, but not really understanding who the person was and but as I've gotten to I enjoyed watching Peyton Manning, appreciated him, but then as I get to know more about him, Peyton Manning just kind of stood out as like an iconic, good dude, great football player, you know, great entrepreneur. Just seems like he's the the real deal.
0: Is it is it possible to say that he's maybe more popular now that he's retired than he was when he was playing. I mean that he he was he was at the top. He and Tom Brady were probably the two most iconic, we'll say, faces of the NFL at that time, but I think he has just taken that to another level and has become more of a household name. You know, he's actually hosting he or did host some awards show recently. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's in all all kinds of mainstream commercials and just he he does it all. So yeah, he's yeah, if there's a guy you want to look up to and say he's my favorite, I think Peyton Manning, whether you're a Colts or Broncos fan or not, he's a guy that that did it right.
1: 100%. He was my favorite player, especially when he was winning, when he was throwing touchdowns when he was on my fantasy team. But but overall, just a great guy, great guy,
2: to fun to watch, um, very talented, obviously, and well, funny, even. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, fun. Well, speaking of Peyton Manning, played for the Indianapolis Colts before he played for the Denver Broncos. Another day we are celebrating is National Indiana Day.
0: Nation. National Indiana Day. National so the Indiana nation Day. is supposed to look to all eyes on Indiana and let's celebrate you know, the we have, Hoosiers.
1: And we have Indiana listeners, so we do appreciate them, and we appreciate the state of Indiana. Well, I have an Indiana connection, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. You went to Purdue, correct? Yeah. My own mother's in Indiana. Yep. That's right. West yeah. I like Indiana. It's a great state. It's a I, great state. And probably one of their biggest, I don't know, claim to fame maybe is basketball. What kind of basketball is yeah. Indiana, not, right? Not
0: just basketball. It's high school basketball, hmm, right? Sure. There's no place... Uh, for high school basketball, other than Indiana, if you talk to people down there, I mean, they live for that. And their gyms are bigger than some college gyms. High school gyms down there are bigger than some college gyms. It's just a, it's a whole, it's got a whole life of its own down there.
2: That's a great point. We're also celebrating Louisiana.
1: Louisiana. I used to live in Louisiana. You did? I did. Isn't it pronounced
0: Louisiana? Louisiana.
1: Louisiana New Orleans. New Orleans. I lived in New Orleans. Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yes, yeah, so it was a national. while ago. I was two and three years old.
2: Louisiana and Indiana. Indiana was the 19th state. Louisiana was the 18th state. There's a process of celebrating all the states. So it's also National Louisiana
0: Day. Interesting you would say that, Scott, because I have some interesting <laughs> Louisiana-Indiana facts. Wow. Who would have thought? I'm so glad you. Th- I just had these kind of come to my mind. Hey, Joe. What do you got? I'm going to give you a name. I want you to tell me if they were born... <laughs> In Louisiana or Indiana?
1: I'm going to nail this. I used to live in Louisiana. I got a family in Indiana. Indiana, Let's go.
0: That's right. That's right. All right. So, Joe, uh, Peyton Manning, was he born in Indiana or Louisiana? We know he played for the Colts, right? I know this.
1: Where was was, he born? He was born in Louisiana because his father, Archie Manning, played for the New Orleans Saints.
0: Unbelievable. Joe nailed it. How about Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson, pop singer, king of pop. That one I do not know. I'm going to guess louisiana he was born in indiana going back to indiana how about britney spears you're a britney spears you're a britney spears guy aren't you (laughs) i wouldn't call myself a britney spears guy he's toxic you don't (laughs) you don't not like her is that safe to say i mean yeah
2: she's talented yeah
0: her and justin timberlake back in the day oh yeah i did it again I gave you my heart. Am I Louisiana or Indiana, Joe? I'm going
1: to say Louisiana. strikes me as a Southern girl.
0: She's a Louisiana girl. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. I'll give you a couple more here.
1: Yeah, please. Florence Henderson. I don't know who that is.
0: That's mom from Brady Bunch. That's Carol Brady, Joe.
1: I didn't watch the Brady Bunch. I think it's a trick question. I'm going to say Indiana because it felt like a Midwestern town show.
0: Yeah. She was as Midwestern as you okay. could get. Yeah. yeah. Carol Brady's Midwest. And of course, Richard Simmons. Talk about iconic! You remember Richard I mean, Simmons? Yeah, God? dance
2: to the oldies. How could I not forget those shorts? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I forgot him. <laughs> Richard Simmons had the afro
2: and the high pitched voice. Yeah, I need to just get. Let's so go,
0: everybody! Let's go so
2: <laughs> My mom liked Richard Simmons for sure.
0: Sure. Where is he? was he born, Joe? Man, I have no idea.
1: I'm going to go with. Let's go, Indiana.
0: Louisiana. Uh, Last right. one, Joe. David Letterman. David Letterman of late night fame. Sure. I'm pretty sure he was Louisiana. He was an Indiana guy. I actually think he went to Ball State, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: I take Ball State's in Indiana.
0: Ball State is in Indiana. Muncie, Indiana, Joe. David Letterman, Indiana's favorite son. I got a couple more things for you, Joe. I'm going to give you a city, and I want you to tell me if this is an Indiana city or Louisiana city. Indianapolis,
1: that is in Indiana.
0: Yes, it is. In New Orleans, (laughs) Nolens is in Louisiana, so we got those out of the way. Okay. But now tell me, where is Toad Hop. Toad Hop
1: sounds exactly like a town that would be in Louisiana.
0: Yes, it does, but it's in Indiana, Joe. <laughs> I would agree with you there. Toad Hop, Indiana. I gotta find that on the map. So if Toad Hop is in Indiana, Frogmore has to be where?
1: I mean it's gotta be Louisiana.
0: Frogmore's in Louisiana. There you go. Yep. How about Mudsock? That strikes me as a Indiana kind of town. Yeah, that's an Indiana town. You're good. And then what about Belcher? I'm going to go with Louisiana. Yeah. They got some great Cajun food down there, Joe. So Belcher is in Louisiana. couple more. Santa Claus.
1: Oh, that's definitely in Indiana. Yep. I know, I know that. I've heard that.
0: Absolutely. Floyd's knobs. Where are Floyd's knobs? <laughs>
1: I don't know where Floyd's knobs are.
0: <laughs>
1: I want to say Louisiana.
0: Floyd's knobs are in Indiana, oh, Joe. Man. <clears throat> no, one more. Th- I got some Louisiana trivia. <laughs> okay. Or not trivia. Louisiana. Facts. Uh, not even facts. Riddles. Louisiana slang. Cajun slang, oh, Joe. Yeah. You said right. you lived in Louisiana. Yeah. I want to give you a word and I Paint. want you to tell me what it means. So it's okay. kind of like word of the day. Let's see how much of a Louisiana guy you are. Lanyap. I never heard that. Lanyap. When we leave Zulamee's house at sunup, we got to give her a little lanyap on our way out that door.
1: I would going to go with a
0: hug and a kiss. Maybe. Maybe. It's a small <laughs> gift. Okay. So a little hug and a kiss could be <laughs> sure. a small gift. Yeah, yeah, a lanyap. Yeah. All right. Kuyong. 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 cooion, Kuyong.
1: Can I hear that in a sentence, please?
0: Kuyong, you must be some kind of kuyong to not want to eat this crawfish boil that I got going on here. You, I'm, I'm gonna say Yankee. It's a fool.
1: Oh.
0: You must be some kind of All fool. Right. You must be some kind of kuyong. Now we are. Come on, man. I nope. lived in
1: New Orleans and never heard those words. You lived where? New Orleans.
0: New Orleans. Yeah. I lived in New Orleans. Right. Even went Sounds to, like you uh, lived
1: in New Orleans too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I even went to Mardi Gras. Come on!
0: I'm glad I mean, we can celebrate Louisiana and Indiana. Good we, for those two states. That's I'm, cool.
2: Mm-hmm. We couldn't talk about Louisiana without talking about. You know, why well, you might think that was jazz, but it, it, it is jazz. I don't like jazz. What instrument is that that was oh, playing? It's a saxophone. Yeah. So it's National How? Saxophone Day.
1: Oh, okay. You know, this is ironic because I actually played the saxophone in high school. Wait, that you, was you. You played the <laughs> saxophone, me, I'm sure.
0: You play the saxophone, saxophone <laughs> but don't like jazz. That is correct. <laughs> wow. Okay.
2: Ironic, I know.
0: Trying to do a little psychological study on Joe. Was
2: <laughs> well, National Saxophone Day and reference to jazz, right? A lot of, yeah. a lot of jazz greats came out of. A good saxophone sounds good. It does. And I love jazz. Jazz is good. So National Saxophone Day. Were you good at the saxophone, Joe? You know, I was
1: band member of the year, my f- senior year of high school. It was a small band. but <laughs> <laughs> There were three. No, there were more than three. It's closer to, I don't know, six, 20. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good for you. All right. I was
1: decent, but, you know, I haven't played it since then, and I do not remember any notes or keys
2: or anything, so mm. it's, it would be a little rough.
0: You cool, y'all.
2: I still have it, though. Well, that kind of leads into National Dunce Day, if he doesn't remember <laughs> anything, right? You know, he went from saxophone, he played it, to doesn't know any of it. What does dunce mean? Do you know what dunce means? Well, I would say he'd be Dumb. an idiot. So National Dunce Day, history of Dunce Day actually comes from Dunce Scotland. John Dunce Scotus was a guy back in the 1800s. 1800s. No, 1200s. Oh, okay. twelve thirteen hundreds 1300s, was a philosopher and teacher, and he made this hat that was pointy to resemble that of somewhat of a wizard. Like he thought the cone shape would make you smarter, and so you would put it on, it would give you wisdom and make you smarter. They think a lot of the mythological wizardry look of having a pointy hat and things comes from some of his thoughts or some of his antics of so him. making the hat.
0: So it really started off as You're a... You're smart. A, yeah, to recognize a smart person yep. in class.
2: Yep, he was a scholar and a priest and he in philosophy and things like that. So he had all these ideas. It was... A symbol of actually being smart in the 1500s, people thought his ideas were dumb, and so then they started to ridicule and thought that the dunce hat was dumb because his ideas were dumb, and then it became being you're dumb, you're dumb, and you're yeah. ridiculed. Oh so. yeah, and
0: you, you, I can just picture this kid sitting in a stool or on a stool in a one room schoolhouse, sitting in the corner for everybody to see him right up front, wearing this dunce hat, this white hat. I actually think it's. They spelled dunce on it, didn't they? So you're putting that kid in front of everybody else and saying, you better get your stuff together.
2: You know, you're definitely not doing that these days. (laughs) Well, you know what the maelstrom of everything going on in our lives, we have all these different things, kids, job, cooking, cleaning, everything, recreation. It's chaos, right? Well, there's chaos never dies day. Cast Never Dies Day is to let us try to be present in the midst of all of it. Know that it's not going away, not celebrate it, but be okay with it. Find peace in it, being able to be present in the
1: moment. I love that. I mean, you know, I think being in the moment is one thing I've kind of come more to realize in the last few years. You know, be in the moment, don't worry about everything and enjoy things that are good now. And, you know, and obviously you can try to fix things that are bad now, but uh, don't dwell on them, right?
2: Control the controllables, which for most of us are just a few things, our attitude, our effort, our response to things.
0: Yeah. And I think regardless of how you think your day is going to go or your month, you know, it's good to set goals. It's good to have plans, but you know, life's going to get in the way and you can't let that derail you. You have to know that that's part of life and that's part of what you have to deal with. And it's just going to make you ultimately a better person when you get through that. But like you said, you have to realize there's certain things I can do every day and I'm not going to worry about the stuff that generally stresses us out and we can't do anything about it anyway. So why stress? Do the best you can. It's part of my day. I yeah. embrace that day. Every day I wake up and go, embrace the chaos, Chris. This is your day. This is your life.
1: And you're good at that, Chris. I mean, you're a happy kind of guy, even no matter what's going on, right? And so I think people like that are more fun to be around and enjoy to be around. And so I want to be that person, right? You
2: have a long way to go. <laughs> but Chris is there. I'll Chris give you is that. there. I'll give you that. My there. goal is to be like Chris. My goal I want to be, be like Chris. I, am, I do. He is excellent at it. You guys. You are. Really.
0: I'm going to get you each a lanyard when we're done with this. (laughs) (laughs) You guys deserve a lanyard.
2: Well, you know who else is good with chaos? The Marines. It is the Marines' birthday. I'm not a Marine, but can I say Semper Fi? Semper Fi. November 10th, 1775. So when the Marines Mm. were established. Continental Marines were dispatched in the American Revolution, and they fought for independence, uh, land and sea. And that's kind of their heritage and what they've been doing for so long. They go... By boat, first to arrive in most conflicts, they're you know they're the real deal. They're tough dudes. And you hear the Marine Corps is one of the toughest
1: uh, boot camps, right? Absolutely, I mean, they're tough guys for sure. Yeah. And you, gals. Do you ever work for a Marine, or have you known any
0: Marines? I don't know any Marines.
1: I do. Yeah, I know. I've, I've known a few. Uh, I have a family member that used to be a Marine. Any thoughts on the Marines? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate what they've done, and and
2: I know I couldn't do it. I've worked for a Marine. I loved them. But he was a little crazy. little intense. little intense. He, he, he would outwork everybody. And you can never tell him it can't be done. You know, he would figure out a way. And he, he was a great guy to work for. Really enjoyed it. I've kind of lost touch with him. Loved him. But the Marines I know, they're all a little bit different. I mean, they just, whatever the Marines do to you, they just make you have a lot of self-confidence and the never quit attitude, right? I do have one quick story that I want to share about Marines. And that is in college. I was an RA in, uh, at Purdue. It's one kid. His name is Ryan. Nice kid, little lazy. Well, little is probably not accurate. He was very lazy. Wasn't doing well in school. End of his freshman year, we're all getting ready to break for the summer break. And I'm going in the bathroom. We had community bathrooms and we shared them. So you go in the bathroom, I'm going to go brush my teeth and shave in the morning. There's Ryan drying off his body after he got out of the shower with paper towels. I'm like, Ryan, what are you doing? He's drying off his body with these, just kept pulling them out of the dispenser, drying off his body. Ryan, what, what are you doing? He's like, well... I'm a little behind on laundry. I'm like, you haven't done your laundry? He's like, I have no clean towels. I'm pretty much out of clothes. And I'm like, Ryan. He's like, I'll just do them when I get home. Well, he wasn't doing one school, as you could guess. Went home, came back the next year. I ran into him, dressed in his Marine uniform. Very proper, very polite. Yes, Mr. Blakemore, yes or no. Like, just a different kid. I said, Ryan, what happened? He said, well, I got home. My parents told me they weren't sending me back to school. And I already got a lease, and I wanted to be with my buddies. I want to go to school. And they said, well, there's the only way you're going back to school is you join the military. Pick any branch you want, but join, go to boot camp the summer. So he picked the Marines, and he went to boot camp over the course of the summer, and he came back, and he was a different kid. Wow! And so you know what? Say what you want about the military. I know it's not perfect, but boy, those Marines, they know how to take a kid and totally turn him around and make him unstoppable. I mean, the kid was just a different... He was a different person. Yeah. I don't know how to say other than that. He's a different person. Well, they,
0: I think they tear you down to build you back up the way they want you. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, they put you through physical and mental challenges like you've never, yeah. you've never experienced and probably would never see anywhere else.
2: We need more of that. know, Everything's too comfortable. So anyways, U.S. Marine birthday. So happy birthday, Marines. Very cool. When you're talking about the Marines, you could also probably lump in gunpowder day. Hmm. Right? Gunpowder gun day. Gunpowder, yeah. Yeah. Gunpowder day. Originally invented in the ninth century really, by the Chinese. Ago. And it was by accident, actually. The Chinese Taoist, whatever, priests or whatever they were, were trying to make a, a potion or something that they could use for immortality. They wanted to be immortal. So they were coming up with this thing, this salve, this potion, and they accidentally create a gunpowder. <laughs> this thing that'll kill you, yeah. trying to it be it kills immortal. Everybody. It? <laughs> trying to, it'll kill you. Yeah. But Gunpowder Day really isn't about where it came from. It's yeah, about
0: actually, yeah, gunpowder day is actually celebrated. Joe, are you a gunpowder fan? Yeah, you like a gunpowder? I gun do powder? like gunpowder. You do what do you do with gunpowder, Joe?
1: Uh, bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, that's what that's used for mostly for, right? Is right. bullets and, and guns and listen to sport this sport or protection. Yeah,
0: there you go, protection, right? Have a keg of gunpowder outside of your house <laughs> for protection, right? <laughs> actually, gunpowder day is to celebrate England as we know it today, so this is really an English holiday hmm. back. In the 1600s, the Catholic Church became less important in England, right? The Church of England, Protestant Church became what it is today. The Church of England came into existence, and this infuriated the Catholics, right? Catholics felt like they were losing control of their country. So when the Protestant Church became what it was today, and the Church of England became what it was today, the Catholics kind of lost their stuff, and they realized we're losing control of the country. So they hatched a plot, hatched a scheme. What do you hatch? A scheme or a plot? Either one. They hatched a plan. They hatched <laughs> a plan to really take gunpowder, place it below the houses of parliament. And when King James was in the house of parliament, they were going to blow up this building. Wow. And they thought by killing King James, the Catholics could then take over, That's pretty take hard. over the country.
1: That's pretty hardcore.
0: Hardcore. Well, the a gentleman named Guy Fox, he actually was the one guarding the gunpowder before it was going to be ignited and blow up the king. Okay. The plan was found out. They arrested Guy Fawkes. He was a, a, eventually, he was executed for his crime wow. to overthrow the government. And now England, on November 5th every year, celebrates Guy Fawkes Day or Gunpowder Day hmm. by saying, this could have been something horrible, wow. but we we got rid of these, this plan to overthrow our government. And I don't know if they still do this, but a while back, kids would actually have these small... Uh, we'll just say dolls that were representing Guy Fawkes, these little effigies, and they would burn these Guy Fawkes dolls to celebrate this day for them being free. So there you go. There's Gunpowder Day. Interesting.
2: This day in history. Well, as we wrap up the show, I have a quote for you. All right. I think I know it. I'm just kidding. You might.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, let's do it. I'm
2: worried about this here. This is the quote. Leaders are made. They are not born. They are made by hard effort, which is the price all of us must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile. I love that. I think I've heard that before. I don't have a strong
1: guess, but you may make a guess right now?
0: Sure. If you
2: think
1: I'm you know. going to guess.
0: <laughs> I can't think of out Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Do you know who it is? Yeah, I know who it is. Wait, you do? Wait. Yep.
1: Is it, was he a prime minister?
0: No. Okay, I'm wrong. He was a military general. <laughs> general Patton. He was a... <laughs> no, was he Patton was not a military general. Patton who? was an army guy.
1: Was it uh, the Prime Minister of England in World War II? I'm just mm-hmm. drawing a total blank on his name, of course.
2: No, it was not that.
0: Winston Churchill, Joe? Winston Churchill, yes.
2: No, it was not Winston no, Churchill. No, no, no. All right. Okay. Okay, let's All go. Right. I'll give you a clue. That's, those are good, two good guesses. Um, he attended mass on a daily basis throughout his life. His original plan was to be a Catholic priest before his life in football. Ooh, in football. Okay, now we're talking.
0: Not George Patton.
2: <laughs> not Winston Churchill. I don't think he Patton was going to mass. Mm-mm. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> Dick Butkus.
2: No. Would it be done? Would it be okay to ask, the, do you read the quote again? Leaders are made, they are not born. They are made by hard effort, which is the price all of us must pay to achieve any goal that is worthwhile. I'm going to say Vince Lombardi. It is Vince Lombardi. Oh,
0: yeah, right. I Vince want... Lombardi. Nice. Yeah. He's Italian.
1: Former, as most people know him as, former Washington Redskins coach. Yes, I was going to get there. The, the, oh, the, the clues are okay. coming. So I are right. the other clues I okay. had.
2: When he was sick, a U.S. president called to tell him the country was behind him. He, had, When he had cancer, President Nixon oh. called him to tell him the country was behind him. He was determined to ignore the prejudices of the NFL and decided to search for the most talented players. They really weren't looking for black players at the time. And he refused to assign hotel rooms based on a player's race, which was the custom Most NFL teams would put the white players together and the black players together. Yeah. He said, Nope, we're going to integrate. That came from his Italian heritage and him feeling like he was discriminated against as an American Italian. He starred in a half hour motivational film titled second effort (laughs) that has been called the best-selling training film of all time. You ever watched it?
0: Never, never heard of it. Neither
2: have I. I kind of want to watch it now. And there was actually an HBO documentary that was done on Vince Lombardi that I haven't watched in 2010, he coached for the U.S. Military Academy and the New York Giants before he coached for the Green Bay Packers. I did not know that Giants one. That's interesting. Yeah. And then he left the uh, Packers and well, he took a break. He left the Packers. Then he came back to the Redskins, was there for a year and then got cancer and then ultimately died. But they said that kind of set up for George ge- Allen George Allen, yeah. to be the next coach for their, their kind of their and that, run. And that's kind of when they started turning things around a little bit. That's a little bit about Vince Lombardi. He has a couple of their great quotes I thought I'd share. We didn't lose the game. We just ran out of time. You probably heard that one. That's super cool. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Mm, love that one. Yeah, I do too. The o- I like this one. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. It's not whether you get knocked down. It's whether you get up.
0: Yeah, those are great sayings. Those are great. And we've got a lot of coaches now. Mike Krzyzewski is a great, you know, he's got a lot of one-liners like that. John Wooden did. But Vince Lombardi started... With, i mean those are great those have lasted decades still applicable today yeah kind of
2: cre- kind of created the packers dynasty and how cool is
1: it that you know the vince lombardi trophy right that's the trophy that you win if you win the super bowl it's called the vince lombardi trophy so his name will live on forever with that legacy
2: hey listeners thanks for being with us this week and just remember be curious be bold and be yourself we'll be back in a week
0: Do you know, Joe, I got a couple Indiana things for you. Uh oh Let's see how good you are. Are you an Indiana guy?
1: I mean, I've been to Indiana before, yeah.
0: Okay, good for you. (laughs) Does that make you an Indiana guy? I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have anything for Indiana. (laughs) 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 Good one, Chris. I'm glad you're prepared. I'm glad you came so prepared. That was amazing.